Live, you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number. It is the live Saturday edition. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free number for you. It's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on that site are free, so enjoy those on us. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their websites. Bunch of little skin flints. Yep. Ours is free, so enjoy that on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Start things out here tonight. Quick update on the uh, the DC Madam case. And then, Mark, you've got a story about jobs. Apparently, there's all kinds of new jobs hitting the marketplace. We'll yeah, find out. You heard the economy was in the crapper, yeah. but it's not so. Well, uh, we'll see about that. <laughs> uh, but first, to, I believe, yes, WESH.com from Orlando. The building manager of a central Florida condominium said he spent time talking to Deborah Jean Palfrey, the D.C. madam, on Monday. That's shortly before her untimely death. As she packed to go to her mother's house, and he says she didn't seem suicidal. Deborah Jean Palfrey has many ties to Central Florida. For the past 12 years, she's owned a condo at the Park Lake Towers in Orlando. The building's manager, who didn't want to show his face, talked with Palfrey Monday before she left for her mother's in Tarpon Springs. He strongly believes that Palfrey's death was not a suicide. And here's what he had to say. Well, she was found hang, um, hanging uh, in her mother's... Uh, in a shed. A shed. Yeah. So if it wasn't suicide, it was a really sick, weird murder. Jean Palfrey was a class act, he said. She wore very good clothes. She was well-educated. Her way out of this world certainly would not have been in an aluminum shed attached to a mobile home in Tarpon Springs, Florida. Palfrey was convicted of running a high-profile escort service for Washington's elite and faced a sentencing this summer that would likely lead to many years in prison. But she was found hanged Thursday at her mother's home, and investigators said they have no doubt it was a suicide. According to the uh, Tarpon Springs Police Department, he said a couple of handwritten notes. At least one was found inside the residence indicating her intent to take her life. Palfrey's building manager said she often told him she believed she was being followed. And he thinks that there may have been some former clients of her escort service who wanted her dead. She was Her escort service was in Washington, D.C., and th- that's you know the, the seat of power in the world. I would imagine there are people out there that would you know really hate... The idea if they got found out. The building manager said that she insinuated there's a contract out for her, and I fully believe they succeeded. Palfrey's Lexus is still parked in the Park Lake garage, and the staff said on Monday that she asked about making sure her condo fees would continue to be paid during what Palfrey anticipated would be six years in prison. So she had gone to her condo to make sure that her fees would be A-OK for the next six years. She was planning to go to prison. Mm -hmm. If she was planning to suicide herself, why would she bother going through those steps? Wouldn't really matter, would it? Then uh, they said she left that day with some suitcases and a box. She had one white paper file box. She told me had some important paper with her, and then she just kind of raised her eyebrows like you're supposed to think, oh, yeah, that's all the information she had on her business in Washington, said the building manager. Palfrey never denied running an escort service for 13 years, but she did deny any knowledge that any illegal sexual activity was occurring. Now, this add this to her mother, who had, uh, has said that she had no indication whatsoever that her daughter was suicidal. Uh, add that to an appearance that she made on the Alex Jones radio program two months earlier and several times before that, where she suggested that she was absolutely not suicidal. And she has suggested in the past that if she turns up dead, 
that one should consider that a murder. Hmm. Yet the authorities are saying this is definitely a suicide and case closed. So what's the real story? We probably won't ever find out. I suspect we won't. But it's kind of interesting that a woman like Deborah Jean Palfrey, who has some serious dirt, no, uh, no doubt, on a number of D.C. area characters, turns up dead. Very interesting. Yeah, I, I, you know, it, it's difficult to speculate, but when you're talking about power to the level that uh, the people in Washington, D.C. have power, mm-hmm. the... It, it makes perfectly good sense to me that some unscrupulous people would want to rise to that power. Some unscrupulous people won't be able, most un- unscrupulous people wouldn't be able to uh, sort of be good enough, long enough in order to get that kind of power. But there, you know, statistically, there have to be some sure. it, in 300 million people. Some of those people are able to uh, rise to power in, um, you know, seats like Washington, D.C., those people, those unscrupulous people, wouldn't would do anything to keep the power that they have, and uh, surely the murder of a a madam who's going to be questioned about you know oh that lady's crazy she thinks somebody wants to kill her she's always talking about people following her and not, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Well, if she's gonna die or if she's excuse me if she's gonna go to jail, then she might as well just let the uh, you know spill the beans on who's who in D.C. and who's effing who. And all that. The so. thing that bothers me the most about the case is there are these escort services in every every major city in the United States and mm-hmm. most minor ones. Why her? Why that one? It just doesn't happen that often. They don't bust them. Think about it in your town. That's a good question. There are, uh, yeah, especially why? when you think about Florida down there, there are uh, lingerie modeling studios and intimate salons all over the place. Uh, it's not so much uh, the rest of the country that I've traveled, but there's these kind of places all over. Uh, and, and escort services, sure, I think that the owner of an escort service wouldn't um, could tell his, his, his or her girls, no, you can't have sex with the clients, that's prostitution. Mm-hmm. If you guys work something out, please don't tell me about it. I, I don't know, Mark. I, I can't tell you why they would have chosen Ms. Palfrey, especially if they had known that she had some damaging information. It's That's... Hard for me to to speculate well, about. Doesn't it make sense that let's say there's a red team and a blue team out there? Mm-hmm. Doesn't it make sense that somebody, let's say, on the red team knows that somebody on the blue team has been to Ms. Palfrey's uh, establishment or you know frequented Ms. Palfrey's um, uh, her business. women, yeah, yeah her, her gals. The red team decides to bust the blue team, so the blue team gets in trouble. The blue team says, whoa, no, I'm not getting in trouble, and uh, does whatever politically expedient to keep Miss Palfrey quiet for a while, and then some, send some goons out to, to shut her up permanently. Is it possible? It's possible. Um, and you, you have to ask yourself, well, what about the hanging? I mean, how difficult would it be to, to get someone to hang one? I mean, if you've got a goon, a, a goon squad that comes to, to see Miss Palfrey, and they're threatening her, they're threatening her physically... Well, why wouldn't she just take a bullet instead of actually following their orders and hanging herself? Perhaps they threatened her mother. Mother. Perhaps they threatened uh, people that she cared about to where, okay, look, look, Deb, you you're, get, gonna, put you're your going head, to die today. Right. You put your head in that noose and we won't kill anyone else. Right. You write this note, write the notes, put your head in the noose and your mom won't die. That would probably be the motivation necessary. Seems like a Seems like one. So there's just a lot of evidence out there that says this woman would never have killed herself, but yet the case is closed, and uh, it's all over and done with as far as the government's concerned. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's talk to Jeff in Nevada. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jeff. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's on your mind? 
Well, you know, I tell you, I'd like to talk a little bit about the media, which kind of plays into what you guys are talking about. And, and uh, you know, starting, starting back in the early days of the Cold War, the late late 40s, the CIA began a secret project called Operation Mockingbird. You can type it in in a Google search. And, and, and basically, with intended buying influence behind the scenes of the major media outlets, putting reporters on the CIA payroll. And the thing I wanted to, to point out is, is the you know, uh, major networks are primarily, primarily controlled by giant corporations that are, uh, you know, put their profits of their investors ahead of all other considerations. And, you know, there were about 50 corporations, uh, you know, a few decades ago that was, you know, considered um, monopolistic by many. But today these companies have, you know, become larger and fewer in number. And, of course, the, the bigger ones absorb their rivals is, is pretty much how it works. And a lot of the media corporations share, uh, share members of the board of directors with a, ver- a variety of other corporations, including banks, investment companies, oil companies, healthcare, pharmaceutical, technological, and all other kind of stuff. But my point is this. Um, we don't have a free press, and what this means was... Well, that's not uh, true. Well, How do you explain it, this show? Well, I'm talking about the major media, the, the mainstream media. How many affiliates do we have to have before we're mainstream? Well, if, what my point is this. It, that's know, a fair any, question, Jeff. How many yeah, affiliates any, do we have to have? Anybody can file a lawsuit against the, the major media and the CIA for... You know, uh, nothing's stopping you from finding a, a few investors and starting up your own TV station and getting it cleared on various yes, different cable providers. The says we, that we have a right to a free press, and we don't have a free press. Go start your own, Jeff. Quit complaining. Thanks for the call. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live. Bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those, including the bulletin board system. We've got over 340,000 posts. Lots of stuff to talk about there, and it's all free. So head over to bbs.freetalklive.com. Get interactive for free. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Are you thinking about starting a business? Here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that can wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. I've done it. It is fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents, patents, wills, trademarks, LLCs. You know, if you don't have a will, get one. Your family will thank you. Use code FTL. You can save 10 bucks off that will or anything else. LegalZoom.com. That's LegalZoom.com. 1-800-259-9231. I believe we have a call on the line. Mark, why don't you uh, tell me who that is because I had to reboot my computer. I've got Tom from uh, California. Uh, Excellent. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live listening on KGOE. All right. Good to be on. Um, I just had a real weird question. I mean, I haven't seen any pictures of this uh, suicide, but it seems, you know, they're playing it off or they're they're saying that it was in the aluminum shed adjacent to her trailer. Yes. Generally, like, I don't know if she's in a trailer park or whatever, but it brings to mind, like, one of those little Sears garden sheds. Yeah, it does. I don't think that a person could stand on the main beam that goes across one of those flimsy things, much less hang themselves from the inside. They're not very tall, and they're just not that strong. Yeah, you know, I hadn't thought about that, but it does make, I mean, those things are flimsy, and um, I would think it would be very difficult to hang oneself in them, and the the, the ceiling isn't tall at all. The one I recall in my grandmother's backyard, a a man could stand up and touch his head on. Well, she may have been a short lady, a little lady. It could be a particularly tall one, too. Yeah, it's hard. that's hard to say. That's speculation. Yeah, I know it's subtle speculation, but somebody might want to look into that if they can get a photograph. I mean, I don't want not to be macabre or anything, but sure. I mean, you know, I mean, did she have some other 
apparatus inside the thing that she hung herself from, or what? Because generally, yeah, those things are kind of, it brings to mind, everybody's thinking this little garden shed, nobody's thinking, I mean, it's like 9-11, you know, oh, the building fell, a plane hit it, but nobody's well, thinking so structurally far, here, maybe. So far, all of the, uh, the the actual evidence has been withheld. They haven't released any of the notes, and they haven't released, certainly have not released any photos, and the case has been closed, so I don't know, will we ever see the notes? Will there ever be any photos that come out? Who knows, or will this all yeah. just be shoved under the rug? Yeah, probably shoved under the rug. But I thought I'd throw that out there for people that like to Google stuff and see if they could find something out, because that just sounds kind of odd, doesn't it? Tom, thank you for the call tonight. We right. certainly Thanks, appreciate guys. it. One, yes, sir. 1-800-259-9231. All right. So, uh, Mark, you had something, uh, I guess, some sort of story tonight that you wanted to tell us about. I do, from the USA Today. <clears throat> Uh, federal, state, and local governments are hiring new workers at the fastest pace in six years, helping offset the job losses huh. in the private sector. What, wait, where, where's this from? USA Today. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's not the case, because jobs being lost from the private sector can't offset, uh, you cannot offset that by creating government jobs. No. Sure, you may create a job for someone and, and they and might you be may able to get a paycheck. And, and I'm sure that they will appreciate that paycheck. But government people don't produce anything Not for the in most the same part. way. Uh, you know, like obviously uh, police departments provide security that uh, you would, that if in their absence the, the, the private market would want, uh, would have to pay for and fire departments and those kind of things. Um, garbage company, you know, garbage men, they pick up the trash. But where... most government people are bureaucrats, right. and they don't provide a product or service that's being demanded by the marketplace. They're, paras- they're parasitic in that government bureaucracy can only exist when it's funded by you and I, people who exist in the private marketplace, people who are pr- really providing products and services to the marketplace and are paying taxes to the government. Government takes those tax dollars and then... S- distributes it amongst all of its various programs. And, of course, they get to print out money, too, uh, so they can make as much money as they want to. That's a fun part of the job. But, uh, sorry, that does not follow. Uh, Government bureaucrats do not produce. They suck off your wealth. You and I would be wealthier if we didn't have this government parasite around making us, uh, impoverishing us. I mean, imagine if you got to keep all the money that you earned every single year. Imagine all of the jobs that that could result in being created. If every person in America was able to keep the money that they earned and decide for themselves how to spend it or invest it or save it, then that would result in new businesses opening up. It would result in existing businesses expanding their business, hiring on new people, and it would result in real productive jobs being created instead of more government parasite jobs. This is not a good indicator at all. Um, and the, the a government job, a person in a government job, uh, they, they don't operate in the same way that uh, somebody else does in the free market, in a free market system. Um, you know, a cop doesn't operate in the same way a security guard does, and, uh, you know, a, a professional firefighter doesn't operate in the same way, a, um, uh, you know, one that would be paid by the free market. And there are actually fire departments in the United States. I know of one in Vermont, which is is a private fire department that is employed by the city, hmm. or the town, I should say. Um so I mean, these There's things. There's also truly private fire protection as well. Yeah, that's true. So these things do happen, but um, government doesn't respond to the market uh, the same way that uh, you know businesses do. They don't. There's no customer service with government. But why should there be? 
you know, there's there may be a little bit because the guy in charge says we're going to serve the public, but you know they they don't it, they're not going to get fired and and all those other things. You know how difficult it is to fire a government employee. A heck of a lot more difficult than it is to fire a private sector one. In case you're having trouble following what we're talking about here, this USA Today article, can you read that first sentence again? Federal, state, and local governments are hiring new workers at the fastest pace in six years, helping offset job losses in the private sector. All right, now look, if you are having trouble following the point we're making here, just imagine for yourself if the Fed, state, and local governments started hiring more and more and more and more and more to the point where 75, well, 85, 95, If, if government gr- jobs are so great and the government can do such a good job at things, why don't we let the government grow our food and distribute that food and run the supermarkets? Oh, yeah, that's what they did in the Soviet Union, and that's why they had bread lines, and that's what we would have if we did such a thing. Yeah. And it's not, uh, it, it, it's, it's not quarantined to just food. Food isn't the only thing the government can do well. The government can't do anything right. Nothing. And by that, I mean nothing. Even jobs like fire departments and, and police and, and FBI and those kind of things, they don't respond in the same way. And here's what I'm trying to say. If I were to go out tomorrow and my wife sent me out to buy a car and I you know, go out and get a nice, solid car. So I go out and I buy a Honda Accord or the new Pontiac G6. If I buy that car and I come back with it, I've been successful, right? Wrong. I went out and bought that car for $80,000 instead of the twenty or 25000 that it costs. That's a failure. Because that's what the government does every single time. Every time the government spends too much money, the government is inefficient. The government gets its money in an evil manner. It demands money from you or it will throw you in jail or take your house. How can we do good? How can there be good things done, whether that's a war in Iraq or feeding the hungry? How can you do something good by doing something bad? In the process, stealing people's money. Yeah, it cancels it out. It might be. And stealing is, uh, you know, taking something through uh, either subterfuge, violence, or threat of violence. And that's what the government does. The government threatens you and says, we're going to steal your house from you and there's nothing you can do about it. We're going to put you in jail. We're going to kidnap you and put you in jail. If you don't play along. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You're welcome to call in, comment on that, or bring up whatever might happen to be on your mind. We'll talk to Matt in Florida next, and take your calls as well about anything. This is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp. FreeTalkLive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Live Saturday edition. Once again, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at FreeTalkLive.com where all the features are totally free, and that includes the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. Just head over to shrine.freetalklive.com, see what it's all about. Shrine.freetalklive.com. The Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival is better known as Porkfest. It's happening June 9th through the 15th at Porkfest. You'll be able to see firsthand why New Hampshire is one of the country's best places to live and meet hundreds of individuals who, just like you, cherish liberty 
and are living the goal of liberty in our lifetime. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. We go to the phone calls. Matt in Florida, listening on WFTL. Hello, Matt. Hey, folks. How are you guys? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, before I do that, I actually wanted to start out by saying this. Making copies. All right. Now, um, you guys helped me with a problem a few weeks ago, and I want to say thank you. What's that problem? I'm the one with the psychotic family who argues about politics at the dinner table. Oh, the uh, mo- like the mother was a lifelong Democrat, father's a uh, dyed-in-the-wool Republican or something like that? And I'm the same one. Gotcha. So, well, fellas, I have good news. How did it help, or how did we help you, or how did it apply to your life? Go ahead and tell us about it. My family has become much more happy at the dinner table because I actually gave them an ultimatum. Hmm. And I took your advice and I said, you know, perhaps we could do this and perhaps we could do that. And it worked for a little while and then it went back to the same old way. So I gave them my ultimatum. Mm -hmm. And my ultimatum was this. Either you stop arguing about politics during dinner or... When I'm done with college, I don't live in Chicago. Hmm. And, and that's where they, they know live. when you... I say something like that, I mean it. I mean, when I say something, I mean it. Yeah. And they said, hold on, let's huddle. <laughs> they go over there and they do the little parental, you know he's going to do it. Yeah, well. And they came back and said, okay. And they refused to argue. No. Oh, well, congratulations. So, thank you, fellas. And on a brief side note, can I ask you a separate question, if what? it's all right? Go sure. right ahead. Do you know Joyce Kaufman? Nope. You air on her radio station. She is a oh, very... Oh, right. Oh, she's the afternoon drive host there on WFTL during the week. Yes. Okay, I have been on her show one time uh, very briefly, and we argued about uh, immigration for like 10 minutes. Uh, but what about her? Well... First of all, let me just say, the woman argues with herself about immigration. That's how she gets her kick. She looks in the mirror and argues with herself. Okay. Joyce Kaufman. Now, I've never really, I, I don't remember hearing your stance on um, carrying a concealed weapon. What's your... I think you should be able to carry concealed, carry open, and I don't think you should have to ask the government for permission. My Constitution says uh, that the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That means you can't infringe it. And telling somebody whether they can carry it or not concealed sounds like an infringement to keep and bear arms. I I, I think it's unconstitutional. Now, here's my question. I'm more than understanding that it's all right to bear arms. Mm -hmm. My question is, you have a nut job like Joyce Hoffman (laughs) saying on the radio... Like, honest to God, fellas, she says, no matter what, if anybody comes near me, I'll blow them away. What is she talking about? In regards to what? Like, if somebody comes... A couple months ago, there was a guy who noticed that these two men were breaking into his neighbor's house, Mm -hmm. and he shot him dead. You guys recall that? Yeah, Yeah, I think we talked about that, yeah. Yeah. In Texas. She gets close to that, but she takes it to a whole another level i mean to listen i know you guys don't get a chance to listen to her show too much but to listen to this woman rant like this it's terrifying well, well talk is cheap like, I mean, you, yeah talk is cheap me, has she bl- matt has she blown anyone away yet no but she's taking she takes she thinks she's a self-defense master the woman's insane that's my problem 
I feel like she doesn't think straight, and we give the. I'm okay with people can carrying weapons, but I'm not okay with lunatics carrying. Well, weapons. the problem oh is the problem you're going to run into here is as soon as you let the government get into the world of deciding who can and who can't carry a weapon, then inevitably they'll continue to decide that fewer and fewer people can carry weapons, and that's what we're seeing happen today, where it's getting more and more difficult for regular folk to get their hands on firearms. Either they have to go through a waiting period, or if they've been to some sort of mental health clinic at some point in their lives, then they're disqualified. Uh, you know, a lot of they're, they're, it's just becoming more and more controlled. And, you know, the fact is, if people were allowed to carry weapons to defend themselves, all things would relatively be fine in the wash. I mean, up here in New Hampshire, you can open carry firearms. In Vermont, there is no concealed carry permit. Anyone and anybody can uh, can pack heat, and you don't have to tell anybody about it. And there's very few gun deaths at all in Vermont and also Alaska, where uh, the laws are very similar. And it's not because of population. It's per capita. Uh, so more gun freedom equals less gun crime and gu- uh, gun deaths, interestingly enough. Sure, there might be some crazies out there packing heat, but they're not crazy enough to the point where they're going to start shooting people because they understand that they are going to probably die if they go and you know go on a rampage. So just the natural incentives to want to continue breathing are kind of in, in play here, and that's why crazy people like Ms. Kaufman uh, don't actually go and blow people away like they say they might. Right. Gunfighters uh, die of gun deaths. You know? <laughs> you whip yeah, out a yeah. gun and you're going to die from it. Yeah. Likely. So. And besides, right, you know, thank if you, you fellas, I hope you have a good day. Thank you, Matt. And also, just to add something to that thought, if you, if the government creates these laws, which it's doing, I mean, New York City, you can't legally carry a weapon. Washington D.C., you can't legally carry a weapon. Uh, more states are becoming more restrictive over time. The federal government becoming more restrictive over time. But even if you outlaw guns, that doesn't stop people from carrying them. I mean, that's probably the most basic thing you need to understand. You can pass all the laws you want to about firearms. It's not going to, first of all, it's not going to force me to turn the ones I have in. And secondly, it won't stop me from getting my hands on them through the black market if that's what I really want to do. So therefore, it won't stop those who are determined to go and cause trouble, to wreak havoc. The firearms laws did not stop the school shooters who are all underage. They shouldn't have been able to legally buy firearms. You, you mean in uh, the Columbine ones? Whatever. Well, but not the the Virginia Tech ones. We're talking about college students. They'd be old enough to carry. Okay. To buy yeah, I mean the high school places. shooters. The right. high school shooters. Uh, yeah. The fact is, if if in say the Virginia Tech slayings, which of which there have been many, but it's one of the more recent ones, if if somebody in that room had uh, been carrying a weapon, which was illegal on that campus, um, if or against the rules, if they had been carrying a weapon, well. That guy, who or Chu or whatever his name was, mm-hmm. would have been dead, and he wouldn't have killed twenty people or whatever it was. It would have just been a couple, few people. Wouldn't that? Wouldn't that be great? That tragedy would have been averted. You can have it two ways. A gun's a tool. Right. You can't get all upset about tools. You can have it one of two ways. Way number one is so how we have it now, where gun re- uh, gun regulations continue to increase to the point where eventually very few regular folk can actually put their hands on a firearm. And in that case, then the only people that can actually access weapons are crazy people, criminals, right. and uh, and the government, You're which, never- you know, pretty much are criminals. So, and- uh, so it's that choice or the choice of gun freedom where anybody who wants one can have a gun. It's, it's your choice. And it seems to me that all the evidence points to if you are able to carry guns freely, then there's less violence. That's just the evidence. So there you go.
Mark, final point, and we'll go to the calls. That's it. All right, let's continue with your calls. It's Paula. Ladies first. uh, Paula, listening on WFTL in Florida. Hello there. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I'm asking for help. How can we help? I'm a nice old lady from Florida Uh who decided that since everybody says it can't be done and nobody else will do it, I am trying to start a third party. Okay. Oh. Well, there's plenty of them out there. Yeah, what what kind of third party? Um, I have um, a video on YouTube called Help Grandma Save America. Hmm. And on the Internet, it's um, com. I'd like Is you it... to tell me more about it, if you don't mind. Hang on, we're going to bring you back, Paula. She wants to start a third party. Let's find out why she wants to start the third party. What is it... Uh, tenets going to be? What will its belief system be? Uh, let's talk more with Paula here in moments. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on this site are free, so enjoy those. And if you like the program, you want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you, Amazon, uh, when you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. You've got to buy stuff, so you might as well buy it there. You'll get great prices, the brands you trust. You'll probably get free Super Saver shipping. That's available on a whole bunch of their products. 41 categories for you to shop in. And the best thing is, besides all that, Free Talk Live gets a cut if you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. So get your shopping done. As we go back to Paula in Florida, listening on WFTL. Now, Paula, you were telling us that uh, you are apparently a grandmother and you're you're fed up with the, the two-party system, and so you want to start a third party. What was the party going to be called again? Our United Party. Okay, and what was it that was the impetus for this, Paula? What made you decide to go and do this? I feel that if any one of the three candidates gets elected as president, that our life as we know it is totally over in America. Mm. Hmm. That's pretty dramatic. I do think that they all stink. I would agree with you there. I Everything that you have said, I agree with. Um, but... When you talk to the experts, and I have, Hmm. um, I've talked to the professors in charge of uh, political science at the universities, all different kinds of people. They all say, oh, absolutely, it should be done, but it can't be done. That's what I've heard, too. I don't feel that way. I don't think it. I think it can be done. Well, all it needs is all of us to stick together and do it. You're okay. right about that. Well, we do know that having uh, that starting a third party can be done. As Mark said before, there are a number of them that already are in existence. No, what? it has to be a successful one. How it's, will it's, you... It's a whole big difference. Yeah, okay. it's a big difference. And this is also the trickiest part, right? I mean, the yeah. uh, there are some third parties that have been out there trying to be successful, uh, like the Libertarian Party, for instance, uh, that I just actually revoked my membership in last week. They've been trying to be successful for... Uh, for decades, what is it that mine's a new concept? What is it yours? How is how is yours going to be different that will uh, be successful? Mine is a totally new concept. It's a party that we all are the party, and mm. there's no elections as far as um, you know primaries or anything like that. Okay, we 
pick a candidate, and I picked one for president and vice president only because I felt I had to. Mm-hmm. And um, they had to meet stringent criteria. Can you, can you give um, me a few examples of any, the, anybody the we know? All right, who I picked for um, president for the presidential candidate that's on Help Grandma Save America. I have the whole video on it. But I picked um, Joe Lieberman only because because he's scandal-free. I couldn't find anybody else. That's all? That was your only qualification? Does your your party have any principles? He's bipartisan. He's scandal-free. He's totally, totally experienced. Which is the main criteria? That to me is not a, a good thing. I'm not interested in having right. someone who's experienced, experienced being a criminal. Thieves. Yeah, but so it has to be a bipartisan because of the horrible state that we're in right now. You know, we have to have somebody. I understand the horrible state. I totally get it. I, I feel the same way that the federal government has turned away from the principles of the Constitution and that it's uh, doing, you know, it's doing more harm than good, in my opinion. But I really think that secession's the way to go. What if uh, Florida just decided, you know what, we're sick of this stuff. We're taking, uh, you know, we're, we're we're taking Charlie Crist and we're going, and uh, yeah. decided, you know, Wouldn't we're that easier. If that happened, the powers to be would have the militia in here so fast. Yeah, you really think so? Us up in our attic. That it wouldn't be funny. This isn't 1860. They're not going to kill, uh, you know, I mean, no, people are from all over us. in Florida. They're not going to kill us. What they're would just they do? They're going to make sure that it can't happen. It so these, so the, the powers that be then are the ones that would likely still be in power in Washington, D.C. No, these people that would send militia after you. These are the people that you're proposing to keep in. I mean, no, I'm not. The bureaucrats are the ones that are going to hurt people. Every single state would put in their own candidates. And I suggested that Teacher of the Year, the academic, is a good place to look only because they're underappreciated and underpaid. Mm. And you pick the Teachers of the Year, and, so, and they're good people usually. usually I'm and, sure and they put are. put them in for Congress, for for. Everything. I'm I'm all for getting the lawyers out of uh, Washington D.C. I'm, I'm I am. I very strongly say absolutely no lawyers, realtors, mortgage brokers. <laughs> so I, I spell it so, right out how to Paula, do it. And our United Party dot com. It okay. spelled out exactly who to get. Okay, Paula, 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 Paula. Still have more. I still have more questions for you. Uh, oh, absolutely. Because you have to watch. You have to look at. I don't the have to do anything, sweetie. You have to watch the video. Uh, Okay, let's see. So you've you've picked Joe Lieberman as your presidential candidate. Slow down there. I want to get throw this question out. <laughs> you've picked Joe Lieberman as your presidential candidate. What is it? I mean, does the party have any founding principles? Does it have any uh, basic Absolutely. tenets? But see, this is what this is the whole thing. I, I truly spell it out. I mean, I'm I'm, you know, this this is a well thought out thing. I I wouldn't be spending. Oh, I'm taking your word for that. I just want to know what some of the founding tenets are. What does the party stand for? Go ahead. Us. It stands for us. But I really, you know, but I'm different from that whole United thing. Not to meet a criteria. Okay, what I said in in the beginning of the video is, if you're 18 to 98 years old, you love your country, Hmm. you speak English. And you make under $260,000 a year, except for radio talk show hosts, <laughs> because they're trying to kill them. The powers uh, of the are trying they, to get them they? off they're the air. They're trying to get us off the air. I yeah, see. so they're the exceptions. And, Why uh, 260000 Why? I mean, it seems a little arbitrary. I 
I picked that amount because, in my opinion, if you make under that, you cannot be a power to be. If you make over that and you know how to fool around with the RI, you know, the government and how to hide things and whatever, it's possible. So I just picked a number. As, as well, now, hold on a second. Don't you think Joe Lieberman makes more than $260,000 a year? The only reason, the only reason I picked him is because of what's going on now. And if we are to get a party off the ground and this present election just wipe everybody out, there has to be an arbitrary person that I picked. Now, I am not married to the man. I yeah. do not know basically anything about him. I've never met him. But he's, the only wow. reason, again, okay. I picked him is because he's bipartisan. He's scandal-free. Um, he I never think he is a scandal, been... personally. Uh, well, well, but I mean, the guy wants to ban violent video games. He's a nut job. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about... He's also a big government ran, freak and a commie. When he ran as an independent... Well, that doesn't mean anything. He did. When yes. he ran as an independent for Connecticut, if he had any bimbos in his closet or gerbils in his cage, I don't know. I, you know what? Uh, I would agree with you that he's he's probably he's scandal free from it, that that end. When that it comes angle. to to uh, to politics and the uh, the election, it would seem to me most important that someone actually have some principles to stand on. And it doesn't sound to me like uh, your party actually has any principle. Let me just give you a little bit of information about myself for. A quick moment here. I uh, revoked my membership in the Libertarian Party. I had a life membership in that party, and I revoked it last week because I've pretty much come to the conclusion that, uh, well, first of all, the Libertarian Party no longer adheres to the principles that it once did. It doesn't resemble the party that I joined, uh, so I'm very disappointed with it, but also that politics just generally isn't going to solve any problems. So I don't think I'm a very good prospect for your party. I think that, you know, I wish you the best of luck in uh, putting this together and trying to change things, but it seems to me that we're going to have more success changing things outside of politics by encouraging people, instead of encouraging them into politics and encouraging them to join political parties, instead encouraging them to simply uh, pronounce their freedom and uh, start keeping the money that they earn and, and live like free stop people. Stop paying your taxes. Yeah, stop paying taxes to the, uh, the government. Would you a favor and look at my website and my video, and then let me call back, and I can have... A better conversation. You can with call you back any old time about. you want. I can't guarantee I I'll watch your video, though. <laughs> Thank you, Paula, for the call tonight. Certainly appreciate it. 800 259 Look, it's not that I'm. You know, it's not that she's not a nice lady. I'm sure she makes very nice cookies. A lot cookies. of people want. You know, uh, talk about unity and, and that kind of yeah. thing. You know, we're bipartisan uh, people working together. The last thing I want is the criminals and thieves in Washington D.C. working together. Mm. I, I, you know, I like the idea that they're, uh, you know, at each other's throats. But they're not really. They are pretty much working together. I don't. I don't think so. When they, they do to work together, it hurts other. us. They want you to think they're at each other's throats, but they're not really. I disagree. I Look think at they... them, dude. I mean, Bill, Bill Clinton and George Bush are palling around together. I mean, if that doesn't tell you something, that there is no divide between these people, that should be it should be crystal clear there. But you know, I think there's a divide. She sounds like a nice lady. I'm not a prospect for politics at all, though. Sorry about that. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Hour number two is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. 
Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It's the last Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. As we launch here into hour number two of the program, we go right back into your phone calls. Uh, we're going to go to Josh, but he's gone, so let's go to Joe in Wisconsin. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Joe. Hey, this is Joe. It, is this Joe? I don't know. Is it Joe? Yeah, this is Joe. <laughs> What's on your mind, Joe? Okay, well, this morning at 3 a.m., um, me and my friend, we were sitting in the apartment, just got back from the bar, and uh, saw a fire truck sitting outside, and I guess um, there was a dis- domestic dis- disturbance, and... At the and I guess they got the people out. That the guy was sitting there held up with a gun. I guess mm. they had snipers, the whole SWAT, the whole nine yards. And the cops actually played it right, and uh, they got the guy to give himself up. So it's nice to hear him turn out, um, you know, good because there's so many news stories where they don't. Yeah, and nobody got pressure to take off the shirt like Mark. There you go, <laughs> Joe. Thanks for the call. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We go to Michael in Tennessee on the amp line. Hello, Michael. Well, good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, sir. What's on your mind tonight? Well, um, I got two things. First, I want to say a quick word to your uh, radio listeners, if I can, uh, more specifically to your regular callers. Uh, I won't name anyone by name, but uh, the guy in Montana who uh, lives in his trailer and the woman down in Florida and the guy driving home in Indianapolis and a few others, the, the people that call in a lot. Hmm. Okay. And what I want to say to you guys is join the AMP program, and this is why. We have, uh, aside from aside from the fact that it helps Free Talk Live get on more radio stations, um, well, one of the things you've noticed, if you ever called the 800 number, I Ian, I don't know if you've ever called the 800 number. Yes, but, I have. Uh, one of the things that happens is that... Uh, if uh, if there's a lot of people on the line or the or the board op isn't there or something happens, it'll hang up on you. Hmm. It'll just say, "We're sorry, all the lines are full. Goodbye. Try later." Now, one of the perks you get with the AMP program is the AMP call-in line. That's true for amplifiers only, and our line does not hang up on you. Really, it will let you sit and wait. Now, there is a maximum, right? Like, you'll get a busy signal if all the lines are, are filled up, right? Yeah, there's, there's a maximum. Right now, uh, Right now, we can have four calls on hold, and uh, if we ever reach that capacity or exceed it, if someone gets a busy signal on that, I'll get an email, and then I'll know it's time to expand the capacity. But uh, That doesn't seem likely anytime soon. To do that. Yeah, that doesn't, doesn't uh, seem like that'll be necessary anytime soon. But it's good to know that we can expand as... Uh, as we need to. As so necessary. So, but, yeah, we'll yeah, talk more if, about if the AMP program those, a little bit later. If you're one of those regular callers, definitely go and do that. There you go. Very good. But uh, I actually wanted to talk to Mark. Yes? About, uh, I've, I've heard Mark say several times over the years that uh, if there was ever another plane hijacking, that Americans just would not stand for it. They'd all jump up and, and rush the hijacker and, and pull a United 93. Well, I've, I've got some news stories to back that up. Go ahead. I, I, 
I, I think I sent you one the other day, and I don't have it in front of me because I'm out in the middle of the woods. But uh, as a, just as a counterexample to that, do that, tell. Uh, well, I don't have all the details in front of me, but uh, basically, what happened is during this flight, uh, some guy apparently lost it and decided to go try to open the door to the airplane while it was in flight. Wow, that would have been bad. That would have been very bad. So the flight attendant, this guy, this he was apparently a big guy or something, and the, the flight attendant was trying to stop him and pull him away from the door, and and she was yelling, help, somebody help me, and nobody got up to help her. Hmm. Didn't one guy get up and help her? One guy did. Um, if it, one guy did, yeah. But like I said, I don't have all the details in front of me, but it was just amazing when I read that, that uh, more people wouldn't go and go and help or at least see what's going on. Yeah, she was asking for help. They weren't responding. I, mean, well, I think that people need, uh, need a few seconds. I think they need something like a minute or a half a minute to, to ascertain for themselves what's going on. Uh-huh. You know, just a help doesn't mean somebody's going to spring out of their chair, turn around, you know, uh, do an, uh, th- uh, 180 in the, uh, in the aisle and run down to the back of the plane or the front mm-hmm. of the plane or wherever it was and, uh, you know, stop this guy. They, they don't know what's going on. They need to assess the situation. And I think I get the impression this guy he, although he was acting strangely, nobody knew that he was going to go for the door, and then he just sort of grabbed for the door and tried to open it. And you can't really see the door from the the cabin of the plane where the passengers are, so they wouldn't necessarily know what's going on. He wasn't a, an obvious hijacker or anything like that. I mean, right? he was just a, a nut. <clears throat> yeah. And I, I think that, you know, obvi- the more time people have to, to, to figure out what's going on, and I think that it does take a little while to mm-hmm. hijack a plane, certainly to hijack that plane and fly it into a building, which is what yeah. the real problem is. If you want to kill the amount of people on the plane, you can walk to the baggage claim area and set off your bomb there. Mm, sure. So, I mean, oh, if, yeah. if, if blowing up the plane is the issue, isn't really the issue. You take your life in your hands when you go get on a plane in the same way you take your life in your hands when you get in a car or on a bicycle or anywhere you're traveling. But it's the issue of the innocent people that the plane might be run into, and I just don't think you could, you know, you give people two, three, five minutes to to kind of figure out what's going on. You give them a half an hour to figure out, and I I definitely don't think you're so, going to be able to hijack. That so plane. you're saying not a good counterexample, then, Mark? That I yeah, I just think that people didn't have a chance to to you know to ascertain what was going on. And at least one guy well, I- hopped up to help. Yeah, one guy did. After yeah, after half an hour, people know what's going on. Yeah, maybe. But uh, at that point, you could have the hijackers secure in the cockpit, so anything could happen. I mean, they've sure. reinforced the cockpit it, doors. So. Absolutely, it could. But uh, would you uh, would you say that uh, the TSA is doing any good? <laughs> <laughs> right. See, that's the uh, thing. No. Is the TSA misses eighty percent of guns, knives, and bombs? The TSA is the government's answer to. Uh, airplane hijacking. The government's answer really, really stinks. Yeah. Mine, which is, I just don't think doing nothing, doing nothing would have been better. Um, allowing people to to pack heat on the plane well, with subsonic most, rounds. What would make the most sense is for each individual airline to be able to set their own security policy. If some airlines wanted to wanted Absolutely. to allow firearms. They should be able to allow firearms. Uh, and I'll, that's, fly that pl- I'll fly that plane. Me too, man. Michael, thanks for the call tonight, and continue with your hike uh, up the Appalachian Trail. By the way, Michael is uh, involved in another sort of, uh, I guess it's 
it's not really a walk for liberty. It's just Michael. It's kind of like a personal. Uh, it's like a personal experience for you, but you happen a, to be. A, it's a personal thing, but I, I am spreading the word when the uh, opportunity arises, and that reminds me, I need a free state project ball cap. So, if anyone has one, get hold of me. Very good. You can do that at uh, homelandstupidity.us. Thanks for the call tonight, dude. Certainly appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Yep. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We continue with your calls. Ladies first. Eleanor, listening on KGOE in California. Hello there. Oh, hello. Hello. Is this is your name Sean? Nope. Uh, my name's no, Sean's Ian. here. I'm Ian, and that's Mark oh, Ian, over there. I'm sorry. Ian and Mark. Oh, I called you a couple of weeks ago when you were talking about before Pearl Harbor and what things were like, and I, I had told you about this E.E. Uh, e. Cummings poem about the... Uh, this uh, soldier being killed with a piece of uh, steel taken from the Sixth Avenue Elevated Railroad. I can't uh, you know, say I recall. I, that. I, I do recall. Yes. Okay. You recall, yeah. So I have a copy of this poem right in front of me, and I was going to mail it to you. Or it's not very long. If you want me to read it to you on the radio, I mean, that's up to you. I don't know. Well, I, I really want to get your mailing address because I don't have a computer. Oh, okay. Well, Is that uh, all right? Yeah, we can get we can get that to you, and uh, I. 39 Central Square, okay. number 313, Keene. 39 Central Square. This should have been done off the air. Oh, we could give it to the, the board. What comes after that? Uh, 313. 313. Yeah, this is awful. Keene, okay. New Hampshire. Yeah. Uh, we're going to put you on hold, Eleanor. If you didn't get all that, we'll have our board operator get that to you. Uh, did you have an issue that you wanted to discuss tonight? Well, you know, I... Um I have an issue, but I'm really, I'll tell you, I'm afraid to talk about it on the air. Why? When I, when, well, because uh, um, this is a dangerous government we have. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. Well, what is yeah. it that you've got on them? Right? You've got something, some juicy bits that you too afraid to well, reveal? it's an experience I had that, that happened before 9-11, mm. you know. And, Sounds uh, secretive. We'll let you hold on to that one. Thanks, Eleanor. Hang on. We'll put you on hold. We're going to give you the uh, the mailing address. Uh, those of you that need the mailing address, it is on our website at freetalklive.com for whatever reason. Uh, more coming up here. We've got your calls on the way about anything. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The live Saturday edition toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com, and those features include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, perhaps you are a radio listener and you don't get the show during the week, well, we've got a weekday show, so you missed out. You can go and get the archives right there on the front page of the website at freetalklive.com. So enjoy those for free. That's freetalklive.com. Is another fad diet really the answer to losing your extra pounds? Are working out and eating right no longer working to help you lose weight? If you can relate to that, then go read the story of a doctor who lost 37 pounds in one month and has kept it off. See the actual before and after pictures and read his story at notfatanymore.com. You can get off that fad diet roller coaster forever. Check out notfatanymore.com. As we continue with your phone calls, it's Mike in Florida listening on WFTL. Hello, Mike. Hey, gentlemen, I love the show. It's always interesting. Thank you, sir. What's on your mind tonight? Well, well, actually, two things. One, I was just going to be sarcastic and just try to be funny and say that if we, we do not pay our taxes, which I, I personally enjoy that because the taxes are, are, are uh, robbery, but legal robbery. But uh, you yes. guys going to visit me in jail, <laughs> pay my bills for me? <laughs> but <laughs> well, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just being entertaining. I understand the concept. I just know that I'm going to be in jail for sure if I e- do that. Ian doesn't pay his, and I don't pay Social Security. 
Yeah, so, I'm, I'm still out you. here. And, you know, if more people didn't pay, then they'd have to build a whole lot of jails, wouldn't they? You know, they say 60 million Americans don't pay taxes. Well, I, I definitely would think that would be pretty interesting. I, I'm an absolute proponent of that fair tax system, if, if if that was to go. But I even understand even more so that taxation is absolute robbery, because how can someone tax your, your uh, wages that you earn for labor? I don't know how they can do that, but they do it. Uh, my, my question actually tonight was, um, have, have, have you heard anything about, and I'm probably going to phrase this wrong because I don't have the paperwork in front of me, but something about something that was getting passed in the U.S. Senate, it's something uh, to the effect of the Global, Global Poverty Act or any, something like that where the money gets, uh, our U.S. taxpayer dollars gets diverted to the United Nations. Hmm. Uh, I don't know anything about it, but it sounds about like what they would do in D.C. I mean, we already know that uh, that the United States taxpayers are funding a huge portion of the U.N. as is, so it would yeah, really yeah, just actual, be more of the same. The, brain, the brainchild behind this whole thing apparently is uh, none other than Barack Obama himself. Apparently mm. they want to take this U.S. taxpayer money, uh, an exorbitant amount, more so than we already fleece the United Nations with, mm-hmm. send it to the United Nations, and, and it also comes with some strings attached that gives the United Nations some type of uh, legal say-so or some enforcement wing if you will. Oh, um, boy. And apparently, yeah, and it's uh, it's really pretty frightening uh, from what I've read, um, and it's on the U.S. Senate floor now. It's being voted on, and a lot of people are telling me that they believe it's going to go through um, because it's being candy-coated under the Global Poverty Act terminology. Sure, and who about, could vote against poverty? Exactly. I, I often find the most tyrannical uh, laws or, or, or things, if you will, are sugar-coated with some phraseology of either public safety the Patriot or, or taking Act. care of children. Yeah, the it's Act. always the children, you know? Yep. It's always something to that effect. And, and uh, you know, a good portion of the amount of people don't pick up on it. And uh, I find that that's probably maybe like some form of propaganda from some playbook. But uh, Well, I, 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 yeah, I would totally amazing. agree with you. And, and you know, it, it seems like the human race is kind of this herd, uh, you know, creature that... Uh, doesn't seem to ask enough questions of the people that are its betters. Uh, they're very rank-oriented, and I I wish that people would stand up and ask questions, but they don't. And well, they think the that politicians like Barack Obama or John McCain can uh, smart. solve, the, can, smarter and can solve right. their problems. Yeah, I've and seen they can't. this. Yeah, I've seen this attitude, and it's so disgusting when I actually see people admitting that they believe that politicians are smarter than them. Look, if the politicians were so brilliant, they'd be out creating products and services in the marketplace. Or they'd and, have fixed our problems already. You well, know, there's that that too. I mean, they're, if they're good at anything, it's it's they're they're good at being scam artists and criminals. I mean, if anything at all, if you if you can say anything good about them, and that is that they're the most talented criminals in America. They pulled the wool over people's eyes, and they don't realize that they're that they're uh, they're paying money to a criminal organization of uh, gangsters. That's really all that Washington D.C. is. So, I mean, I I while I haven't heard specifically about the legislation you're talking about, it all sounds totally believable and something that they completely would do. Uh, and of course, you know, that's what we've seen happen is the the U.S. government has been slowly handing more and more money to the U.N. and there are plans afoot to transfer power over to the U.N., give the U.N. control over certain things in this country. It, it already has some level of that. And really, it's yeah. just another uh, just another check in my book against the federal government. I don't see any reason we even need it anymore. I don't think we ever needed it in the first place. And I think it's, it's time for secession. It's called the Global Poverty Act, and, and I don't know 
uh, the numerology as to where it is as, as far as the bill, but I know it's in the Senate. I know it's being voted on in the affirmative that it looks like it's going to go through, and it's already yeah. gone through the House. But apparently the devil's in the details. There's a lot of uh, fine print in there that is going to be extremely, excruciatingly painful for us. And, and, and my last question is just strictly your opinion. If I know neither party is probably a good party, but maybe statistically we're looking at a possible Barack Obama for a president or Hillary Clinton. In your opinion, do you think we're going to go into stealth Marxism? Are we going to become a Marxist country? I, 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 we went through the Aren't communist we already. Yeah, we went through the communist manifesto on the air here a couple of months ago, and it, it looks to me like we might be already there. What do we complete? Uh, like six or seven out of the ten I think planks? It was seven and a half. A hundred percent, and the other ones were kind of partially there. Wasn't that how it is? I think we give it Mark? a seven or eight point five. Right, but the other ones were, you know, they're yeah. getting there, getting there so, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, pretty much it already is a communist country, and it's been the Republicans and the Democrats that have Not worked hand in socialists. See, the communist, yeah, you'll never reach communism. That's true. It's the ideal, right? So right. it's a socialist fascist. It's actually socialist fascist, uh, what's what we have basically in this country today. And it's just absolutely awful. And I'm glad you called in tonight. Thank you for the call tonight, sir. 800-259-9231. And, you know, he, he mentioned it was the Global Poverty Initiative or Global Poverty Act. And I, I want to point out that I'm not against helping people, Okay. I am all in favor of helping people that are actually in need, but the difference between me and the people in Washington, D.C., is that I think that you can make the best decisions as to how to spend your hard-earned money, as far as you should be able to decide which organizations you would like to contribute your money to, whereas the way it works in D.C. is that they threaten you, they threaten to take away your freedom, as uh, that gentleman that we were just on the phone with, Mike, there, was afraid that he was going to be put in a jail cell and unable to take care of his family and pay his mortgage. So they threaten people like Mike and people like you with violence. They threaten you with taking away your freedom. And so as a result of those threats, you hand over whatever amount they demand of you. You know, this year it's X. Next year it'll be X plus Y. Uh, So you hand over the cash. And then the bureaucrats in D.C., they're totally unaccountable. They spend it however they want to. Maybe some of it does make it into the hands of the people who need it, but I can tell you the majority of it makes it into the hands of bureaucrats. That's where the majority of these budgets go. That's where the the when UN. You look at, when you look at welfare, all bureaucrats. When you look at welfare, it's seventy percent of every uh, seventy cents on every welfare dollar goes into the pockets of the middle class bureaucrats that work in the department, not going to the poor people uh, supposedly. I mean, uh, I think that uh, I've seen numbers like seventy and eighty percent of the people on yep. welfare are in fact uh, you know scamming they the system yep. in some manner or another. So the solution, of course, is to allow everyone to keep their money and make their own decisions individually as to how to spend it. That way we have a competitive marketplace of charities that is constantly trying to one-up each other and prove that they can do the best job with the money and help the most people for the least dollars. We don't get that with government. With government, it's all arbitrary and it's all wasted. 1-800-259-9231. So if you want to help people, don't look to the government. More coming up. Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the Sickle CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those, including the wiki, 
Get interactive with over 1,500 pages created by listeners like you. You can go to wiki.freetalklive.com and change pretty much anything you see. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com. He is the enemy of the state. He's the agent of the sovereign individual. He's Tad Galahad, Freedom Engineer. The Anarcho-Capitalist Adventure Series continues at freedom-engineering.com. That's freedom-engineering.com. All right, we continue with your phone calls. You bring up anything. We go to Pete in Connecticut. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Pete. Hey, you guys. Uh, I'm a computer science and philosophy double major at the University of Connecticut, and I have two hopefully fairly succinct questions to ask you guys, I believe each of which pertain to one of my majors. Okay. Uh, The first one is that during Ron Paul's second big money bomb, I donated a certain amount of money to Ron Paul. I donated uh, two to the tenth power dollars to him. You guys know how many dollars that is? Two hundred? No, two to the tenth power is in fact one thousand and twenty-four dollars. Okay. Two to the oh okay. right, two to the tenth. Okay, okay yeah, that's, that's correct. I went to government school. Yeah, you I was thinking to cut me a break. the science one where you put the. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I actually did okay guys. in algebra, but you know, after that, kind of fell off the map. It's all good. So I guess my question in relation to that is, you know, a lot of people donated a lot of money to Ron Paul, and I'm in big support of him. But what is he doing with that money? You know, I have not seen any Ron Paul commercials. He's kind of fallen off the face of the earth, as far as I can tell. I uh, I saw an interview with him recently where, or I I think I heard an interview with him where he said he had four million dollars in the bank still. Yeah, he was going to put together some kind of foundation thing. uh, You know. In the future, know. can you use election campaign money you can do for that? It, I don't do something with it. Apparently, uh, I got the impression that he was kind of holding his cards and waiting until things got a little closer to election season to actually spend that money. Hard to say. So yeah, okay. So I just wanted to make sure you know. Hopefully, I'm sure he's a good guy, but I just want to make sure we're not making this guy, you know, insanely rich and he's not doing anything with it. I don't so. think he can use it uh, for himself either. Yeah, I don't think so, okay. and besides all that, um, you know, he's had the opportunity to fleece the taxpayer in his position as congressman. He could have yeah. signed on for he the free medical care. He didn't and, wait for, what, what is it, nine terms in Congress? He didn't wait through those in order to uh, do it just now. Right, so he's yep. not taking uh, many, of the, many of the perks that the congressmen are given by the federal government. He has actually turned down, so I don't know Ron Paul personally, but from all the things I've heard, he seems like a pretty stand-up guy. All right, awesome. Well, then let's go on to my second question. Hopefully this will be fairly brief, but it's a little bit of a personal question. I believe it relates to libertarian philosophy, though. Uh, Me and my girlfriend are going on our one-year anniversary, and she sent me, you know, so many signs and signals that she wants me to get her some sort of extravagant gift to celebrate this anniversary. Oh, dear. How extravagant. Yeah, yeah. and I don't really feel comfortable with doing that. I believe if I want to show her how much I love her, I should do something really special for her instead of going out and buying something for her. I agree. And, you know, so, uh, well, and so the, my summer, other point on that one would be um, if if uh, ha- being in a relationship with you, dear, is uh, so great that I should be buying you an extravagant gift, and equally, um, unless if this relationship is to be, being with me must be so great that I should get an extravagant <laughs> gift also. You know, I mean, there's, there's that uh, sort of philosophy that goes with it. Well, there was a question coming, so go, go ahead. ahead and get to your question. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, this summer I'm going to actually be going out to New Hampshire and going to Porkfest. Oh, cool. And I figured the perfect gift for my girlfriend that she has told me that she might want 
is a picture of Mark without his, his shirt, shirt on. I, t- I called that one. <laughs> Good call. Thank you, sir. 800-259-9231. Didn't I call that one, Mark? You, did, uh, you, you were making some kind of hand motion what? that now I in, was retros- lifting up my, in my retrospect. Well, thanks yeah. God, thank God you didn't actually do Oh, you've do never so. seen me with my shirt off, huh? All right, let's continue with your calls. Let's go to Conrad in North Dakota. And, you know, there there is a good chance. I mean, Mark, you will be out at Pork Fest this summer. It's going to be hot, and you're, you know, you might take off your shirt. I mean, it's possible. I have to put mosquito repellent on somehow. There you go. So if you're hanging around the right place at Pork Fest this summer, uh, you might be able to experience it. Though you put on a little beer belly, I think. Yeah, over there. You've yeah. got the kind of the dad belly now. That's great. You're, you're working on that. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Uh, Conrad in North Dakota, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's on your mind? Uh, first, I wanted to thank you guys uh, for having your show. Uh, this is the first time I called since I got back from Japan. Welcome back. You guys back. are like just the, the pillar of uh, freedom and Western thought. Okay. I, I, I just want you guys to know that Japan is a terrible country, a terrible culture filled with terrible people. Now, Gosh. why would you say something like that? I haven't heard opposite, those things. the exact opposite of everything we believe in. That, I've heard you can buy mushrooms. I've heard you can buy psych- psychedelic right. mushrooms and in that stores. makes Japan great? It sounds pretty great to me. You're crazy. There, there's, there's some very small things that are, that are okay about it. What um, about the beer vending phones. machines? I mean, that's pretty cool. These, these things are so small in comparison to, to the culture. Of it in and of itself. Give like, me an example. Laws, Give me an example. Well, they they don't understand the idea of um, of uh, self, rational selfishness and self interest. If no. you have a room of three three people, you know, trying to have a good time, nobody wants to have a good time themselves. They're they're only working about worried about the person to their right, and nobody has a good time. Everybody's failing and Weird. everybody's stressed out. That's the entire country. That's that's not why I wanted to call. Hmm. <laughs> um, fascinating though. To, Go ahead. It's. Uh, what I wanted to call about was um, my new plan to uh, take welfare and every other government <laughs> program that's out there. Why? Because my, res- my rationale is if, if somebody is coming by and taking your money and then saying anybody who wants to apply for it can take it back, at what point, at what point do you say, you know what, I'm going to go take my money back? You know, at what point? If, if you meet their, their guidelines, if you make under, I think, $1,100 a month, you can get uh, EBT, uh, food stamps, things like that. Right. Now, if, I, if you I, meet their requirements, why not do it? I, I get where you're coming from. You know, if, if a thief comes, if an armed robber, uh, you know, steals your money and then he's standing out in the, the uh, town square handing out dollar bills to people, you might as well come get as many dollar bills as you can get. I, I understand. Um, I I think that it's it, it's okay if one needs it and to, to go and get it and that kind of thing, but it's, it's sort of at the same time unprincipled. Um, for instance, you found out that I took welfare or I, you know, you, you picked the government program. Um, I didn't even take, uh, unemployment when I had the opportunity to do, mm-hmm. do so. If you found out that I did that and what would you think about me? I, and I used to, I used to hold this opinion that people who use the system are bad, but it's the system itself. I will vote it down every time. I will, I will fight. I went down to Iowa for Ron Paul. I will fight every time to get the system away. But as long as the system is in power, taking away our money, hurting the lower class, we need to use that, that system just to get our money back. Well, I, we, we, we I wouldn't survive. feel badly about you at all, and I wouldn't feel badly about Mark if I, he felt that it was necessary for whatever to sign up for that. What but, if I didn't? What if I just did it for, uh, because I could? Well, 
Oh, yeah. I, 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 again, it's not a very it's, principled place to be coming from. That's all I'm saying. It's your choice. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't look down on you for it. Actually, I would feel bad for you. I would uh, sympathize with you because. I'd feel awful that when you sign up for these government programs, it always comes with some sort of uh, attachment. There is sure. a string attached. They that... have to make sure that you're poor enough, and they've got to be able to come to your house whenever they feel like it yeah. or whatever well, it is. They don't come to they... my house. They, they have this new simplified program where as long as I don't make over $1,100 a month, I don't have to bring them any. All I had to do is bring a couple pay stubs and a copy of my lease saying that it I It sounds live. like the 30 pieces of silver yeah. to me. As long as, you, as long as you're willing to jump through their hoops, whatever hoops they decide to put up, which, as you under, you probably understand, could change at any moment because they, that's what they can do. Uh, as long as you're willing to do that and deal with all that nonsense, then okay. Then th- th- it's your business. I myself, you know, I paid in $10,000 to Social Security before I decided I was no longer going to pay into it. And I don't expect to see a dime of that back, nor am I going to uh, contact the Social Security Administration uh, and beg for it back or try to, you know, f- uh, finagle my way into getting some of that money back, it's gone as far as I'm concerned. As far as I'm concerned, the thief has gotten away with it, and I would be satisfied if they just never talked to me again. There's no fan dangling. I mean, all I had to do is fill out a form. It took me literally two hours of my time. And I now get $160 a month. Like, I don't think that I, the, the getting the money back is un, uh, is unprincipled, but I think it looks unprincipled. Yeah, uh, go for it, man. It's you know eventually they might put some rules and regs on you to the point where you decide to cut it out. Oh, they're probably case, out there already. You just don't know what they are. Yeah, I hope you don't find out the well, hard way. When I find them out, I'll quit. But I, I encourage everybody to do what I do. Well, thank you, sir. Appreciate your call. I can't say I agree. More coming up. You take control. I say keep your money first instead of giving it to them. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. The Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free. And if you like Free Talk Live, you want to help support the show, then become an amplifier. Michael mentioned at the beginning of this hour... The AMP program gives you some perks, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are at amp.freetalklive.com. It costs you three bucks a month, but it's totally voluntary. If you want to enjoy the website, you'll get all the features there for free. Unlike those other talk shows, they want to charge you up front for accessing their website. Our business model is, come on in. Take it all for free, and if you like what we're doing, send us a few bucks. Uh, three bucks a month, as a matter of fact, is all we ask for. And, and on top of that, we take that money in and we reinvest it into the program, uh, getting on more radio stations, bringing new Internet listeners to the program, and therefore more new people experience the message of freedom and liberty, which uh, that's a good thing. So go to amp.freetalklive.com to learn more and get on board. That's amp.freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls. And if you wanted to chime in, by the way, I'd love to have some other input maybe from some other liberty-minded people on Conrad's call. Conrad basically saying that he's going to take it wherever he can get it. He'll sign up for food stamps. He'll sign up for unemployment. He'll sign up for welfare. He'll sign up for what you know, whatever sort of government freebies he can get his hands on in order to... And he justifies it by saying, well, I've already paid into the system, so I should try to reclaim as much of that as possible. It just seems to me like, ugh. I'll tell you, if he was an illegal immigrant and did that, people would be all over his butt. Yeah, that, I mean, cause that's true. A great deal of them um, operate under fake social security numbers, so therefore they do pay withholding tax. 
and uh, if they if they so much as get a, a food stamp or send their kids to public school uh, without speaking perfect English, people are all over them. I think if you can get your money back without having to jump through too many hoops, if you don't have to agree to a bunch of their rules in order to get the money back, then I think, okay, you know, that's fine. But if you're going to have to become their bitch in order to get your money back, that's not worth it. So uh, there's a fine line somewhere in there, and I think for each person, that line is somewhere different. And so I'd love to have someone else comment on that. 800-259-9231. In the meantime, we go to your calls about anything. And we talked to Paula in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Paula. Hi, guys. Uh, I was listening to the other Paula you were talking to about Joe Lieberman. Can you believe it? There's another Paula in Florida? Yeah. There are a lot of them. But anyway, uh, the thing is, Joe Lieberman is a member of the CFR. Uh, the Council on and Foreign Relations? I didn't know she knew that or not. Man, most people don't, have, most I don't, people don't know cares. what the Council of Foreign Relations means. Yeah, I don't think she's, she's aware of the CFR, nor is she interested. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's more interested in being bipartisan and feel-good kind of stuff like that. Well, the thing is, the CFR is there to help destroy this country. What is the CFR, Paula? I honestly Council don't know for, much about they're, they're what they call the jubilees. Anyway, I've got some information. There's a toll-free number you can call to get this information. No, we're not going to call any toll-free numbers. That's why you're here. Well, anyway, the thing is... Aren't that, they a bunch um, of elite government people yeah, that want to control yeah, the world or brother, something? His brother, uh, uh, Avigdor Lieberman, works for the Israeli government. And you should have read an article that his brother had put in the American Free Press. And he said they wanted us out of the picture. You know, all I need to know about Joe Lieberman is that he wanted to stop Night Trap back in the early 1990s. He wanted to stop what? It's an old game. It's a, it's a video, video game. game. Well, uh, I'll it, tell you what, hon. He's... Uh, uh, his brother is a scary person. As a matter of fact, I even called him about his brother. And uh, what Joe anyway, say? <laughs> you should you should get this uh, you should get this thing from American Free Press and read it. I mean, it's scary. But anyway, um, the thing is, I just didn't know if she was you know aware of this or not. But I mean, there's information that you can get on this, and I mean, they're there to help bring down this country. The the CFR is, huh? Yeah. And I mean, they, what are they have, now. What are they, when you say they want to bring it down, what what does that mean? Okay, they're connected from what I heard, from what I read um, in this book I got uh, that's advertised on your you know on your station on Genesis uh, that um, they're hooked to the papacy. The Pope, the Pope's behind all this. Not the Pope, the papacy. I thought that's what the that's not the. Pope well, anyway, the, the thing is that the, what am I the, missing the, here, the papacy is wanting to destroy this country. I mean, the they papacy. want this new world order. What okay, is the they papacy? Call well, the whole uh, Vatican City thing? Pope John Paul called for the new world order. Okay. And, I mean, this is scary because I just found out I got some information on Pope John Paul and found out he's from the House of David also. The papacy is the office, dignity, or jurisdiction of the pope. So is uh, so is the uh, is is the Vatican City and Rome are they uh, in, uh-huh. are are they in cahoots with uh, the trilateral commission uh, on this I world imagine, takeover? I imagine so. In How fact, does I'm, the Illuminati f- uh, fit into all this? Well, they're they're part of this too. And the uh, Templar Knights are they are they the spearheading at all? Well, not really. See the. The Masons started over in Israel. Oh, you can't forget the Masons. <laughs> Got to have the Masons. Yeah. Now, and, who's more I mean, powerful? Th- is it the is Masons or the Illuminati? Can you be in the Masons and the Illuminati, or are they two well, separate groups? Right, the Masons, if you'll ever look at their at their things that they wear, they're Islamic. You, okay. Did you know, Paula, I've actually been inside a Masonic temple before? I yes, know my snuck around. I'm to it, I know. 
my, my family's born. My grandfather did. But well, anyway, how, can, uh, how can we trust you now? I mean, you've just admitted I have, to I us. I have th- nothing to do with it. Uh-huh. I mean, so I wouldn't you have say. I mean, these are children of Satan. Do you know that the uh, <laughs> the Swiss guard and that that guard Vatican City? You know that they uh, they 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 the only way you can be a Swiss guard is by being the child of a Swiss guard, and it's passed on from father to son. Well, anyway, the it's thing is, is yeah. that I just didn't know she knew about Joseph Lieberman. I don't know either, Paul. I don't know if they've got nepotism but, I mean, laws there. This, but this guy's scary. He really is. Thank I you. mean, I don't trust him as far as I could throw him. I'd like to. I'm, well, I'm with you there. Very few throwing th- politicians. I'm for that. Thank you for the call tonight, Paula. 1-800-259-9231. <laughs> That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. The poor Masons. I mean, you know... That's what they get for having the little secret clubs. Yeah. Everybody's going to not suspect them. Right, right. If you want to be secretive, then people are going to think you're trying to rule the world or something like that. But it just seems to me it's like a just a kind of a weird group of old, lonely old men that want to hang out. I feel like Greenpeace is more of a danger to uh, to the world than than the Masons. The, the the what is it like a throne room or something? That I've been in. What what would, how would you describe that room? Like a some sort of a it's not like a sacrificial pathetic chamber that's or how i would like describe that. it we we actually went into this masonic uh room and we got to see their little throne and looked around for some of their gadgets silly little candles that they have in there i mean it's just a silly cult silly club that's all yeah, it's not cultish i don't think they have much as far as uh religion going i guess on religion there. i guess cult does have to do with it's religion, a club with secrets not a secret club is what they say you know? okay and i believe that they get a ring too don't they yeah whatever they got a secret <laughs> handshake one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. They they shake hands and then grab each other's crotches or whatever it is. They we do. go to Dave in Montana, listening on KGEZ. I I understand now they want, why they want to keep that secret. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you doing? I lived in Japan for a year and had a Japan girlfriend. Lived off base, man. It was great, beautiful country, man. There ain't nothing like a bamboo forest. Cool. Huh. I used to have some bamboo by my house, and it was hell. Uh, <laughs> got, all, all it, it sounded great when the wind would blow, but well, what, listen, I'm talking big, fat bamboo about like a foot to eight inches thick, man. Wow, I, didn't, like, I didn't have that. It's but spaced apart, and it's like a room within the woods, like because wow. the branches grow at the same height. And the beams of light coming to it, it's like, it's out of sight. Man. All I know is those damn things dropped their uh, dead leaves all over my front lawn. It was absolute <laughs> hell. Hey, it's real useful, too. It's, we should all be growing it. But anyway, uh, that lady that they say hung herself, women do not commit suicide by hanging. Women don't? No, they don't do that. Well, how that, do you know? That's too much pain. That's too much work. They they slit the wrist and the toe. They mm. do the carbon monoxide. They take the pills. They 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 don't hang. Check it out. You look up the statistics. Statistics. Right? Wow, that's fascinating. And, I and, had no idea. Yeah, just just think about it. That's not a hang. That women don't do that, man. You know, what, they're gonna think about putting a rope around her neck. No yeah. way. They they're gonna do it nice. They're smarter than us. Yeah, man. you have to be pretty distraught, uh, I think, in order to to take that. Yeah, and out. she was no way distraught. She wanted to rip down the, the 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 evil bastards that are hypocrites, man. That's what she wanted to do, and she was gonna do it. But they got to her first, and I'm betting they threatened her her mother or threatened someone else that she oh. cared about in order to get her to step into the noose. The karma is gonna get them, man. Something's gonna open up so smelly, man. It's just gonna. But I think it's it's kind of weird because Fox is even saying that. So I'm thinking it's from the other side. It, it's it's an internal thing, man. That's all. They're all going to be pointing fingers and everything. it's they're going to get it all in their face. That's what I say. Well, Dave, <laughs> anyway, I, uh, 
Thank you for the hey, uh, the interesting hey, statistic. Go ahead. How do you uh, get on the amp line caveman style? What is that caveman like style? Snail mail or something, snail or mail. you know, uncomputerized. Oh, okay, we'll put you on hold, and we'll get you the uh, the snail mail address. I think all kinds of people calling in for the snail mail address tonight. Never and happens. We'll have our board operator give that to you and uh, get you the details on that, sir. Hour number three is coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. We got Dan on the line and your calls as well. Ampline is ringing in. We'll find out who's there. And uh, again, ladies come first. So, ladies, if you want to get on the air before all these guys, dial up. Hour three coming up. Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We will continue here with your phone calls. Mark, you're going to have to call it out. I'm having serious computer problems this evening. Oh, no problem. We're next. I've got uh, Dan in West Virginia on uh, 9, uh, 9.30 a.m. Hello, Dan, listening on WVTS. Hey, guys. How you doing this evening? Good, sir. Good. What's on your mind? Good, good. Hey, just a couple comments, if you don't mind. I was listening to the lady uh, before talking about the New World Order, and I... Paula? I noticed that... It, yes, sir. And I noticed you guys were kind of poking fun at her. But the thing I wanted to say was it really doesn't matter which group... Uh, is is doing these things. The the fact of the matter is that it is happening. Um, Which things? Are you guys are you guys familiar with the FDAA, Free Trade Area of Americas? Yeah, I've heard of that. Okay. Well, I, the, actually, the only way I have heard heard of it is through the uh, the Jim Birch Society, John Birch well, Society. Well, I'll tell you the only the only mainstream media guy that's talking about it is Lou Dobbs, and it is happening right now. And they've they're starting to build a uh, superhighway through Texas, up through the middle of the United States into Canada. Now, I thought this was but, the S- SPP. Well, it's called Free Trade Area of Americas, and what they want to create is it's called the North American Union. Now, I'm familiar which, with the North American Union, and I'm yeah, sure that which, the way that they'll bring that about is uh, when the dollar crashes, they'll bring in the... Uh, the North the, the Amero, or whatever that is. The Northy. <laughs> the Northy. <laughs> and, 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 and tell us, right. this is the new money. See, it's right, colorful. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I, you know, I, 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 I was just wanting to say that, you know, it really doesn't matter who it is, whether it's the Illuminati, the Pope, you know, it doesn't yeah. matter. The, the problem is that it is happening. Oh, I agree and, 100% with you. The, the, okay. the problem is people in search of power. In fact, when, uh, when people bring up this New World Order concept, normally I chasten them because uh, it's, it's an oversimplification. The idea that all of the elitists, all, all members of the same club working toward the same goal is pretty absurd. It seems to me that you've got various different factions, uh, different people that are in search of power, to some extent competing with one another over who will get to, uh, to grab the reins. But yeah, the, the real problem is that there are people in search of power and they're willing to wield that power over others and we'll lose our freedom as a result of that so i'm with you 100 percent there yeah okay great absolutely and and i'd like to just say too that when that happens 
the North American Union that that we are supposed to start paying taxes to the United Nations, and there will be no more private property rights. They will t- try and take all of our our guns. Um, I don't think that we have property country. rights. Very many property rights left anyway. Oh, exactly. But it's it's going to get worse, is what I'm saying. Oh, there's no and, doubt. And I mean, they've already taken people's guns after Hurricane sure. Katrina. They went around and that the, uh, that that the uh, the tornado in uh, in Kansas. That's right. They went around Absolutely. and confiscated people's guns, and they and they let them get away with it. And we were actually Absolutely. asking this question on the air the other day, uh, and that you? is that when they come for your guns, well, what do you do about that? It seems like most people just turn them over. Well, I'm I'm one of those people who will not turn them over. So oh, I, I just say I just say God help us, and uh, you know I hope I hope people wake up before it's too late. But yep. I have a I have a bad feeling that it's it's really too late. So. Well, I don't know. I don't necessarily agree that it's it's too late. I think there is a chance for liberty in our lifetime, uh, but I think that it's probably too late for most of America. I think that we're going to see a resurgence of liberty here in New Hampshire, where we've got activists coming in from all across the country that believe in liberty and are willing to get active for it. Yeah. Uh, they are coming here, and they are making a difference. And I think we are going to be able to see an, an opportunity to where we can have at least one free place left. And hopefully more the more right. people that agree with us will come here and make a, make a stand for freedom, because now is the time. If you wait any longer, if you've considered uh, not paying taxes, or if you've considered dropping out of the system... Or, you think the government's or, too big. ...or getting active... Sure then now is the time. If you wait, then I think, yes, you will have some serious problems in the future because we, we can absolutely see that what we are dealing with today is a police state of America. Oh, uh, absolutely. People don't want to agree with it. People don't want to believe it can happen here, but you just have to ask them, well, if you don't think it's a police state, what would it take to convince you that it is a police state? And, then, and, and then whatever it out. is... Yeah, hear them out, but whatever it is, I've got a news story that backs it up. Yep, it's uh, road. We've got checkpoints, random sure. roadblocks. We've got people. Uh, we've got cops kicking in people's doors looking for drugs and immigrants, uh, terrorists. Sure. Uh, you know, they're looking for terrorists, so-called. But they, we're, they're, they're confiscating people's guns. Don't forget their children. Absolutely. They just take their children it away. It takes you have to have a passport to re- to return from uh, from Mexico or Canada now. I mean, it's sure. just madness. Sure. It is madness. Uh, you know, one more thing I'd like to say, if you guys don't mind. I'm sorry to take up so much time. No, go ahead. But I, I do have a daughter, and she has autism. Mm. And I'll, I'll tell you, she was typically developing until she was three, and she received the uh, MMR, mm-hmm. the mumps, measles, and rubella shot. Oh, no. And they actually combined those about seven years ago, and there mm-hmm. was a preservative in them called thimerosal. Uh, thimerosal is mostly mercury. Yeah, we've but, heard about uh, that. Yeah, there are a lot of people, and you know, the FDA and the CDC have known for years that they are injecting these kids with heavy metals, and it's it's just a shame. It's really affected my life, uh, of course my daughter's life, and uh, it's really just opened my eyes to a lot of things that are going on. So, But I appreciate everything you guys are doing, and... Uh, God bless y'all. Dan, thanks for being thanks. out there. We appreciate the phone call tonight. By the way, point of correction, Mark, you mentioned it was 9.30 a.m. he was listening to. Incorrect. It is 9.50 WVTS. So apologies to any station staff or listeners that uh, that might be tuned confused. in. Confused. Somebody was confused. Mark, is an, he's an amateur, so it's what okay. What? What? That's what the information <laughs> I got. All right, so 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's continue and talk to Gene, the Christian anarchist. Uh, in Tennessee on the Ampline. Hello, Gene. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, 
with liberty and justice for all. Why would you do such a thing? What did I just say? You recited a socialist indoctrination <laughs> mantra. What did I? Yeah, but you got to look at what is. First of all, you, the key it keys on the front, the very first line. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Okay, what does pledge mean? Pledge is basically. I looked at all this stuff up now, so you know now I'm knowledgeable. Pledge is a binding promise. So okay, I'm making a binding promise to the, uh, and I'm. I'm pledging what? What kind of promise? Allegiance. Allegiance means a devotion or loyalty. So I'm making a binding promise to devote myself to a flag. Now, what a is piece a, flag? Of fabric. a flag? Yeah, a piece of fabric with some color on it. So mm-hmm. I'm pledging allegiance to a piece of fabric and to the republic for which it stands. Okay, so also I guess I'm pledging to a republic for which it stands, which is a legal fiction which doesn't exist except in the minds of the people who are making the pledge. So I guess my point that I'm trying to make is that uh, people should listen to what they're saying. I think most people just state this thing over and over because it's indoctrinated into them and they haven't actually thought about what it's actually saying. Sure. And I don't understand how it even got started. I know it was a socialist guy who pushed it, but I just don't understand how the American people accepted this well you know i don't know the exact history as to how it ended up in the uh, the government school system but i imagine it had something to do with him pushing his uh, his pledge and the socialists that were running the system like like the indoctrination concept and uh, figured that would it would work wonders on kids and and they were right uh you know you get them to stand up every day before class put their hands over their hearts or as it used to be the uh, the old kind of fascist uh arms stretched out what, what, what do you call that the the Roman, Roman salute. salute. Yeah, it used to be the Roman salute. Uh, then the Nazis adopted that. Then they changed it to the hand over the heart. Uh, yeah. So it's really been a, just a sordid, disgusting history. And of, of, and of course, the republic, the republic for which it stands, really no longer exists. So I think if the pledge dies, it'll die because I don't think they want us to even think that this used to be a republic because uh, they want us to believe nowadays that it's a democracy. So maybe they. Maybe they'll rewrite it. Yeah, they can just change the words for the democracy for which it stands. For the democracy for which it stands. And people love that idea. Oh, democracy, it's so great. Yeah, it's it's really nice when all the people get to tell you what to do. Glad you brought that up. And I know, know, Mark, you love that thing. I do. I I like the place. He's got a special place in his heart for it, and I think it shows how effective the indoctrination's been. More coming up. You take control. Thanks, Gene. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line, live Saturday edition. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. They include the updates. You get signed up, we'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, just go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list for free, that's updates.freetalklive.com. Are you remodeling your kitchen or bath? Well, now you can purchase knobs, poles, and faucets at wholesale prices and support a business that supports Free Talk Live. Internobs.com. Save 10% on your order if you use the code FTL at checkout. That's internobs.com, I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com. Friendly service and wholesale prices for knobs, poles, and more. Internobs.com. Uh, real quick, before we continue with the phone calls here, since Gene, the Christian anarchist, brought up the pledge, 
and he wasn't too sure about the history, and neither were we. Uh, I'm on Wikipedia, so let me share a little bit of this with you. Kind of interesting. Uh, as we we already know, the Pledge of Allegiance was written by Francis Bellamy back in 1892. Now, Francis Bellamy was a self-proclaimed national socialist. Uh, though he, I guess he considered himself a Christian socialist, but he was a socialist, which isn't supposed to be what this country was about. Now, that's not what I heard, at least. And uh, so he wrote the pledge, which originally read, I pledge allegiance to my flag and the republic for which it stands, one nation indivisible with liberty and justice for all, America. The pledge was supposed to be quick and to the point. He designed it to be stated in 15 seconds. He had initially also considered using the words equality and fraternity, but decided they were too controversial since many people opposed equal rights for women and blacks. Bellamy said the purpose of the pledge was to teach obedience to the state as a virtue. What more do you need to know about it? It is an indoctrination technique to get you to be obedient, to get you to believe that the state is the end-all, be-all, and that it is so wonderful, and that government is great, and that you should be happy to be a citizen. And I think that we have, uh, you know, it, it, that America enjoys a history of liberty that is, is fantastic, but that doesn't mean that uh, our government is somehow exempt from the inefficiencies that are uh, you know that surround all government and that somehow our political system manages to keep out the uh, well uh, the most nefarious people that would would be our rulers so by this time in history government had already taken over the school system by the late 1800s it had already done that and so apparently according to wikipedia after a proclamation by president benjamin harrison the pledge was first used in public schools on October 12, 1892, which is the same year it was written, I think, here. Let's see. Yep, same year. So it didn't take long for him to write it and it to uh, make it into popular use. It was done during Columbus Day observ- observances and uh, says here that then in 1923, the National Flag Conference called for the word my flag or the words my flag to be changed to the flag of the United States. Uh, then there was... Uh, some Supreme Court cases over whether or not religious people could object to the pledge on the basis of idolatry. First, they were told they could not and they must do the pledge, and then later the Supreme Court overturned that. And so there was, at that point, a religious exemption. Now, here's the most interesting part. Can you imagine people being told, no, you must say the Pledge of Allegiance? It's a free country, Mark. That's sick. Well, here's another one for you. Uh, A little bit of detail on the salute that we mentioned before. Before World War II, the pledge would begin with the right hand over the heart during uh, during the phrase, I pledge allegiance. The arm was then extended toward the flag at the phrase, to the flag. Right. So, so it's, hand not, over the it's heart. a Nazi salute. There's no doubt about it. Francis oh, Bellamy, Francis Bellamy yeah. was a national socialist. All you need to know is that in German, that's Nazi. Well, sh- Nazi short for it. Mm-hmm. The fact is, Francis Bellamy, a Nazi. The salute, Nazi salute. To the flag. Period. The arm was then extended toward the flag at the phrase, to the flag, and it remained outstretched during the rest of the pledge with the palm facing upward as if to lift the flag. So... When you hear people talking about the pledge and the controversy that surrounds the pledge today, they're getting it wrong. The court cases that you'll see today and the discussions you'll see today about the pledge, they all accept the pledge as something good and wonderful and necessary. The argument today is over the phrase, under God, you know, whether or not that should be separation of church and state and all of that, and 
okay, I understand all that, but that's not the point. That's not the real issue with the, the pledge. The real issue with the pledge is the pledge itself. The real issue is that what in the world is socialist indoctrination, state-worshipping nonsense like this, doing in popular culture in a country that calls itself a free place? This is brainwashing, plain and simple. And I understand that if this is the first time you've ever heard any of this, this could come off as shocking. This could come off as iconoclastic. But it's the truth. Francis Bellamy was a national socialist, and the pledge is socialist indoctrination. If your children are saying the pledge at school, you should seriously consider getting them to stop. And if their teacher gets upset, which you can pretty much guarantee they will then well, your kids should tell the teacher exactly why they've stopped saying the pledge. Oh, I'm sorry. Mom told me that this was a ple- the pledge was written by a national socialist, and I don't believe in socialism. Now, um, I, I understand why some people would want to do that, uh, but at the same time, when I go to Chamber of Commerce meetings and they have this little pledge thing, it doesn't bother me at all. I like saying it. it may- you should, well, I don't know why you like it. I mean, you just said a moment ago it was that it was, it's socialist indoctrination. Hey, you know, I know which part of what I believe when I say it is that I am... Um, you but know, you're helping swearing, propagate it, Mark. I'm swearing to the, uh, the, 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 the tenets that founded this com- country, the idea of liberty, uh, self-actualization. But that's, not what it, <laughs> that's not what the pledge is about, and you're helping propagate misinformation by participating in it. I don't think you're this... just trying to blend into the group, Mark. You're trying to not uh, not stick out like a sore thumb. And you know, if you didn't do it, someone might ask you a question. You could explain to them why. I think there are times to uh, you know make to make one stand and times not to. I think this is an easy stand to take. It's an under. It's a simple stand to take. It's backed up by history. And I think it's kind of sad that you don't, considering you understand completely what it's about, and you continue to. Uh, to engage in the behavior. That, that's the way it goes. 1-800-259-9231. We continue. G in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, G. Hey, it's me. Hello. Can you hear me? We've got you. What's on your mind? Yeah, I'm uh, G in Brooklyn, uh, not New York. That's Manhattan. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Hey, uh, just uh, two quick uh, statements and uh, two quick questions. Uh, first of all, though, you brought up another thing I was uh, that I care about, especially the other caller. It, the key statement is... Um, Liberty and justice for all. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense to you. Uh, my two questions to you are: um, I missed a couple shows, so you said you left the uh, Libertarian Party. That's correct. I was wondering why. Like, is it because they became too much of a party, or did they start espousing something uh, that you disbelieve in? Uh, the latter. They uh, they no longer adhere to the principle that they once did. The Libertarian Party is, at one time, it was unique because it was the only political party that actually had a principle behind it. They still call themselves the party of principle, but they don't adhere to it anymore. And uh, last week they issued a press release that was just the absolute last straw for me, and so I uh, went ahead and revoked my lifetime membership. I understand. And uh, my other question is... Uh it's probably more for other listeners. Um, you were talking about Germany. I'm leaving the country, and I listen on GCN, and they have uh, the HempUSA.org. I was wondering, can I order that stuff and uh, eat it and leave the country safely? And I couldn't tell you. That is a good question. You should probably call the advertiser and ask them that. I have no idea, but more is coming up. Thank you for the call, G. We appreciate it. More on the way. Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. 
For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday show. Bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. By the way, those features include live streams, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version, both free for you. At freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you, so their staff is respectful, and they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. As we go to your phone calls, ladies first, Dana in Texas. Uh, actually, is it Dana in Texas? Yeah, I just, can you hear me? We've got yeah. you, Dana. What's on your mind tonight? Okay. Well, I'm coming from a cell phone, and sometimes it doesn't sound like I'm coming through. I was calling about the New Hampshire, I believe it is, state of live free and people moving there that you were talking about while ago. The, uh, the Free State Project, where 20,000 yeah. liberty-loving activists are all moving to New Hampshire in order to get active for freedom. Right. I have a question about that. Sure. And I'm I'm for it. I think it sounds wonderful. But if physically this government decided to make an impact on them or make a point, how would they fend off all of the military stuff that could hit them? I don't think that anyone's really too concerned about that. Um, You know, that's certainly one of the objections that comes up. What if they roll in tanks? Well, what if they roll in tanks where you live? They can roll in tanks any old time they want, anywhere they want. So this, the, the sort of the scare tactic of what if they do something awful to you is not uh, persuasive, or it's not persuasive enough to get me to stop being active for liberty. It's not going to get me to shut up. It's not going to get me to stop doing this show. It's not going to get me to move back to Florida. We're here now, and we're, we are active for liberty, and they haven't rolled in any tanks yet, and there's going to be more people coming up here. I imagine there are some people that would probably defend, uh, defend themselves. I imagine and some people would run. So I think it'd probably be different for each individual. Well, do you foresee then y'all being able to keep the government at bay for as, for your principles as long as you profess them of living free? I mean, I understand and I think it's wonderful, but I think if the government decided to crack down on y'all, like dealing the kids here mm-hmm. in Texas, just to make an example, so to say, how in the world would you be able to think for yourselves with against the military like they have? And they don't play fair. No, you know they that. don't. No, they don't. I don't have an answer for you, Dan. I don't uh, intend Dana. to fight the. Go- I don't intend to use violence against the government because the government is very, very good at using violence. Yeah. They are the organization that has the monopoly privilege on violence, and they've used the time that they've had with it to become very good. Right. Our activists are not violent. We're going to achieve liberty with through nonviolent means. If violence happens, it will be because of the government starting the violence. And I think that's the question Dan is asking about: is you know, well, how would we deal with that? You know, if they actually did roll in tanks. And uh, 
I think that in today's day and age, it'd be pretty shocking to most of America if the U.S. government rolled tanks into one of its own states. Uh, it'd be like the Civil War all over again, and it, it, I think that's too bad. It's, it's bad PR. They didn't get very good PR out of rolling a tank into the Waco compound, and you're talking about well, an they, entire state here. Well, think about um, Arkansas and different places during the Civil War, or not the Civil War, but the, the 60s with the blacks trying to go to school in public colleges and all of the the racial protests that occurred besides Vietnam. And then you've got Kent State College. I mean, there's a precedence for this. And, oh, sure. History. The history of governments is a history of violence. There's no doubt about that. And I understand why you're frightened. But there's no well, point in being... I'm not frightened. I'm just concerned. I, I appreciate your concern. How would y'all deal with this? How I have you, no how, idea. What's on the agenda uh, to cameras. if the government does that? Cameras, cameras YouTube, uh, broadcasting. You know, just, just getting out as much information to the American people as possible. Yeah. Because the American people don't get to see um, the ravages of war that its government perpetrates. I mean, how many Americans have seen uh, what I, numbers I've seen upwards of 100,000 Iraqis uh, killed in this war? How many Americans have seen pictures of bodies? Not very many. Dana, thank you for the well, call, and thank you for your concern that, you know, tonight. We certainly appreciate it. 1-800-259-9231. There's no point in uh, being, I don't, at least I don't feel this way. I'm sure there are some people that are stockpiling ammo and guns and stuff. Uh, I, I, for one, don't see any point in focusing on that. I don't think it's a very realistic possibility. I think that uh, we're having tremendous success as it is, considering the very small amount of people that have moved here already, the early movers of the Free State Project. We're going to have a thousand movers by the end of, or a thousand people in state by the end of this year because of the first 1,000 program. There are going to be more coming after that. And these are people that uh, are not wild-eyed crazies. These are people with families. These are people that are members of their community, and they're respectable. And so, I mean, what are they going to do exactly? Roll in tanks and start shooting anybody? Are they going to go and house to house to Free State Project members and take us away in the middle of the night? I don't know. I suppose all of that is possible. And Dana is right. Their history is one of violence and being awful. But I think focusing on that as, as a possibility is not a, a healthy thing. Let's focus on freedom. Let's focus on achieving liberty. Let's focus on the path that we need to take to get there. Whether you believe it's through politics or whether you believe it's through market-based action, that's what we should be focusing on. Not We should not be focusing on, well, what if they do this or what if they do that? Let's focus on what we need to do to achieve liberty in our lifetime and then worry about whatever that hap- whatever happens when it happens. I don't want to make it sound like I'm not prepared or that I'm advocating people not be prepared. I just don't think that's a very realistic possibility. And if you do, well, you shouldn't come here. Yep. I, you know, I mean, I just don't think it's going to happen. I just don't. 1-800-259-9231. And besides... Now is this the time. Is a, this is an 1860. Communication right. is much faster now. Yeah. Um, it's much they more roll a vivid tank in, we're and gonna clear. Uh, people, people are going to, if they shoot people, they're going to see the bodies. They sure are. And the fact is, the government and cops and soldiers, those people are scared of cameras like we are of guns. And the government is already... Because they're, you know, they're, they're people that work under violence. 
The government's already doing awful things to people around the country. We talked last night about how they steal. She mentioned stealing children. We talked last night quite a bit about various different instances of the government stealing children from people. We mentioned earlier tonight about the government taking people's guns away. The government is a terrible organization that is very violent. All governments. Yes. And it's only going to get worse. So one thing is for sure, Dana, and the rest of you that, that believe that, oh, no, they might roll in tanks. One thing's for sure. The government you have today is violent, it is dangerous, and it is only a few steps away from being a total police state. We already have a essential police state in this country, but it's only going to get worse. So you have to ask yourself, are you going to do something about it, or are you just going to sit there and watch as they put up more and more roadblocks and more and more controls on your life and your freedom and more taxes and more oppression? Because I guarantee you, that's what's going to happen where you are. Here in New Hampshire, we've got some of the best liberty-oriented activists in the world, in, enti- in the entire country, and we're, st- we're holding the line for liberty at this point, and we're going to start uh, advancing liberty very, very soon. So there's one direction that it's going in for most of the country. I think we can turn it around here. And if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. Yeah, but I can then, tell you what, you're guaranteed more tyranny where you are. Right, then I wasted my life for liberty, you wasted your life. For what, you know? Let's continue with your phone calls. Go to Jamie in South Carolina, listening on WSC-FM. Hello, Jamie. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Hey, what's on your mind? Um, I was calling in about, um, I had heard y'all speaking about the pledge. Yes. Earlier. and uh, The socialist pledge. Right. Well, um, I just had to disagree with that because I've, I mean, I've never really heard anything about the socialist standpoint of that, but... Um, You'll, okay, what with, part do you want to disagree with? The actual history of the pledge? Well, I mean, I would have to research it more to understand it. But if you uh, research it, you'll find out what we said. So okay. take 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 what we say as true, and then um, go ahead and 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 you know make your point. Right. Well, you, basically, um, I'm with the other guy in the idea that I say the pledge with the thought of what I cherish about America. So it's it's okay with you that a socialist wrote it, and uh, you you say it for the things that you love about America. I mean, if a socialist wrote it, that's not okay with me, but, I mean... It's true. He wrote it, and the intention uh, was to teach obedience to the state as a virtue. Do you agree with that? More coming up. We'll bring you back, Jamie. Uh, this is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but just enough time for your call. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free. And if you like the show want to help support Free Talk Live, then shop with us at the store. Go to store.freetalklive.com. Get your hands on great Free Talk Live branded merchandise. Again, store.freetalklive.com. As we go back to your calls, Jamie is still on the line in South Carolina, listening on WSC-FM. And we're talking about the Pledge of Allegiance, and Jamie, you said that uh, even though you understand that it may be socialist indoctrination, uh, you believe that, you know, when you say the pledge, you think about the ideals that make America great, freedom, liberty, that sort of thing. Those are the things that you think about. But I just wanted to make sure that you understood the purpose of the pledge. This is from the uh, the author, Francis Bellamy, a national socialist. You know, the Nazis, that's what Nazis stood for. I'm sure you knew, knew that. Uh, yeah, so he was a Nazi, and he said the purpose of the pledge was to teach obedience to the state as a virtue. Uh, so that's the purpose of the pledge. Now, you know, maybe that's, I don't know if that's lost on you or if uh, 
I, I understand where you're coming from, but I just wanted to make sure you understood uh, what the you know the the aim of the Pledge of Allegiance was. Right, right. I understand. Um, is there any reading or say a book or something that y'all may have that I might can read? More on that subject. I don't know of any books, but uh, the you Wikipedia... can Google history of uh, history of the pledge. Wiki... Yeah, Wikipedia's got it, and it's got all kinds of citations that you can go and okay. read more uh, about. And uh, there's all kinds of actual photographic evidence of children in the early portion of the 20th century actually doing the the fascist salute to the pledge, which is kind of scary when you see it. Now, Jamie, um, this is Mark. I, you know, I like uh, I like. It's kind of saying the pledge. Sometimes I really get a good feeling in my in my heart when I hear the uh, Star Spangled Banner, and I I like the whole uh, 1976 bicentennial thing. I, I'm really into all that stuff. But have you ever heard the pledge of uh, I don't know England before the Pledge of Allegiance of England? I've, I know of no other nation that has a pledge. You're right. Of there isn't a single other nation that has one. Don't right. you Don't you think that's weird? I mean, I just, I've never really put much thought to it. Yeah. That's the thing. Most people don't think about it. They accept it as fact. They accept it as a good thing. And, you, you know, you, who could question the pledge? You're raised with it from birth. I'm disturbed by it. However, I like, you know, I, I, I enjoy it sometimes. That's the purpose. I'm disturbed by it's it. It's supposed to give you warm fuzzies on the inside. So it when works. you look at the flag, you feel good. And it's, it's sort of like a nationalist warm fuzzy thing. And it encourages nationalism, which is the antithesis of patriotism. Thank right. you for the call tonight, sir. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. See, there's a big difference between believing in the flag versus believing in liberty. Flag's just a piece of cloth. Uh, worshipping the flag and worshipping the state, worshipping the United States, that to me is pretty unhealthy. That to me is anti-freedom. But to to believe well, in liberty and patriot, to appreciate freedom, that's patriotic, and right. I have a lot of respect for that. A patriot, so, uh, you know, is is for liberty and defends other people's liberty. Yeah, don't confuse the two. Right, There's and a big divide between patriotism and, and nationalism. Some people that are, you know, and, and some people in the country are for liberty, and some people aren't. Uh, certainly, I think the government, uh, all governments, are sort of antithetical to liberty because what is it doing? It's governing people. Um, to govern means to control. I think we need a certain amount of control, but uh, you know, at the same time, we've got way, way, way too much, and I don't trust the people that have gotten in control of the uh, federal government. Well, I think the marketplace would provide enough incentives for people to control themselves if we just let it operate, but that's another issue. Let's continue with your phone calls and talk to Matt in Illinois on the amp line. Hello, Matt. Matt, Illinois, going once. Matt in Illinois, going twice. See ya. 800-259-9231. So with that in mind, uh, let's see, Mark, did you have something else to talk about tonight? Because if not, I think we're going to have to go to a story about a woman who actually escaped from prison. Okay. She was in search of her freedom. I got something, but I like yours better. She, uh, she actually got away... And this is a story from Michigan, uh, MLive.com, reporting Marie Walsh kept the low profile for 32 years, trying to escape her past life as Susan Lefebvre. The Thomas Township native raised three children with her husband of 23 years, Alan, who never knew she was using an assumed identity. Authorities wanted her from, uh, for escaping from a Detroit prison a year into a maximum 20-year sentence on heroin charges. Now, Ms. Lefebvre, who's 53, is in jail awaiting extradition from California to Michigan on an, es- on an escape warrant. Authorities say she's likely to Heroin? face... Heroin? 20 that's right. years? That's right. 
She's likely to face years in prison before she's eligible for parole. I don't see any point in it. She was arrested April 24th outside her home in San Diego's Posh Carmel Valley area wearing a sweatsuit and driving a black Lexus SUV. I wonder how she got caught. Authorities say an anonymous caller who tipped Michigan authorities blew her cover. Lefebvre said from her detention facility, it's been a secret no one knew for so long and now everybody knows. She says, I hope there's some mercy. Lefebvre, who grew up in the second of five children, was 19 when police arrested her during an undercover drug operation in 1974. She said she got into drugs after high school because she was despondent over the death of her teenage sweetheart in the Vietnam War. Her parents, strict Catholics who took away who took away her John Lennon albums and prohibited their daughter from wearing faded blue jeans, encouraged her to plead guilty to spare the family the embarrassment of a court trial, she said. Mm. Lefebvre said she agreed to plead guilty to conspiracy and violation of drug laws in hopes of winning leniency, but ended up receiving the maximum sentence of 10 to 20 years. She said, I kept thinking it had to be a mistake. I was supposed to have probation. She said that while she'd used drugs, she never sold them. The uh, marshal's officer who arrested Lefebvre said she told me it was the 1970s. Everyone was doing heroin. It's not like it is today. She said other inmates threatened her at the Detroit House of Corrections, now known as the Robert Scott Correctional Facility, and one night she decided she had to leave. Her grandfather and another relative agreed to meet her, and in February, she in 1976, she walked across an open yard, threw a jacket over a barbed wire fence, and climbed over, then started running. They had helicopters looking for me. You don't think about fear. You don't have time. You just run, she said. When she got into the car, her relative was saying rosary for her. A few weeks later, friends let her ride with them to California, where she changed her name to Marie, her middle name. Lefebvre said only a few people knew her secret. She told a fiancé who broke their engagement, and she kept it secret when she married her husband, her current husband of 23 years, Alan Walsh. We're still just getting over this, but it's been a tremendous shock for us, said Alan. He described his wife as a woman of the highest integrity and compassion. So, does anybody out there really think this woman should go back to jail for all of that time? I know, you law and order types are probably out there. She escaped from prison, she's got to go back. Make her serve the full sentence. And you can bet that's what the government's looking to do here. So, is it is prison all about rehabilitation, or is it all about filling some time in a place. Well, I think prison's about punishment and it's about correction at the same time. Um, Well, number one, she's living a fine life. She's got children. So she's She's, correct. She's an upstanding member of society, uh, so she's fine. Mm -hmm. So there's that part that's taken care of. And then the whole heroin issue, well, Well, that happened 20 years ago. My question is, um, exactly, if you're punishing her, um, you know, you're punishing her for doing something to someone who was harmed. No one. So what's there to punish her for? She broke some law. I mean, somebody might be able to make, might be might be able to make the argument that she needs to be corrected for abusing heroin thirty years ago. But yeah. um, exactly why does she need to be punished? What's she being punished it's just for? The, it's just the insanity of the system, Mark. Right. Other That's than giving bureaucrats is. jobs as prison guards, what's the point? I'm sure they're patting themselves on the back here because they've did caught. Someone, did, did we find out exactly how she got caught? Uh, someone snitched her out. Oh, uh, that much uh, later? Well, it was some sort of uh, tip that it, it really it wasn't have been too, a family member, right? Yeah, it really wasn't wasn't too detailed. I'm about sure it that. wasn't. So, just an awful story and totally unnecessary. They plucked this woman from her life. She wasn't harming anybody, and she didn't harm anybody back in the '70s. She has successfully escaped from prison, and the, I guess the state, you know, they've got their little system, and they don't want it to seem like someone get away with that. 
Well, they're going to throw the book at her. That's not even what the point is. The point is, is that the the system. It's once the ball is put into motion, it has to stay in motion. I mean, that's just what they do. Right. They you doesn't know, matter they how find they somebody, feel. Find an escaped uh, criminal. Yeah. They take that escaped criminal. They put them back in jail. Yeah, they have to serve their time. It they doesn't matter to, how they feel. It's that's the rules. We must obey. Let's right. continue with your calls. We got to go to Beth in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. Hey, Beth. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind? Oh, well, I just turned the radio on and found you on 1430, and uh, you were talking about tanks and did it about the government. Mm-hmm. I've been telling people how scary it is and that um, it seems that we can't even get rid of these power-hungry people by voting. Nope, nope. What, 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 what are you all about? Well, we've got 20 seconds to answer your question. Well, I need uh, longer. But, well, what you should do is tune in again next week. We'll be on again. We're on every Saturday night there in Indy. And what you time? can also listen to us 7 online. to 10 p.m. 7 to 10 Eastern. Uh, so join us then. Call us back then, too. We can answer the question a lot better Thank at that you. time. But the Free State Project is the short answer to your question at freestateproject.org. All right, it has been Ian here with you. And Mark. We will join you on Monday night, and you can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Wishing you a happy and safe weekend. The cynic says, I started losing my hair, and there was nothing I could do. I wore a baseball cap because I was self-conscious. The believer says, I started using Avacor two months ago, and already I'm regrowing my own hair. My bald spot is going. No caps for me. Are you a cynic? Avacor's formula is FDA approved to regrow your own hair in as little as two months. Avacor's topical formula contains the only ingredient approved by the FDA to regrow hair without risk of sexual side effect. Call right now and ask about getting a free month supply of Avacor and receive boost just for trying Avacor. Boost can make your hair visibly thicker with its first application. Call 1-800-451-8920. That's 1-800-451-8920. This is a limited time offer, so call now. Call 1-800-451-8920. 1-800-451-8920. Or log on to avacorradio.com.